0: welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. I'm excited to introduce you to Shannon, who is a career nanny, newborn care specialist, and sleep consultant in the San Francisco Bay Area. She also is the owner of a few businesses. I'm excited to chat mompreneurship today on the podcast. So get your drink and let's get started. Hello, Shannon. How are you? I'm great, Lexi. How are you doing today? I am so good. I'm excited that we're on this podcast doing this. Um, if people don't know, we used to do Clubhouse rooms on Saturday oh about mompreneurship, and I then I miss had those baby. Saturdays. I miss those Saturdays with you, Lexi. I know we had so much fun. Like this, that was the other version of this podcast, but like there was no recording of it at that time.
1: Exactly. It, uh, that's why I'm kind of excited. Now we get to actually record our conversation because usually we were dropping gems and then we'd get off the conversation, and be like wait, what did we exactly say? Cause we would try to put it in Instagram content or try to make it into a blog form. And you're like, no, mom brain has completely won this. And I have forgotten.
0: Yes. Well, and that's, that's the whole point of talking to other moms,
1: right? Cause it's like someone's bound to remember what we're talking about. hundred <laughs> percent. So what are you drinking today in the lounge? Uh, Today, my always go-to drink is the Hint Water. Um, When I was pregnant with Marvel, I had extreme morning sickness, could not keep any liquids down whatsoever. They kept telling me, oh, you got to drink water. And I'm like, the thought of literal water made me feel like I was on the ocean. But apparently Hint Water had enough like just fruity taste To where it kept me hydrated. So Hint Water has been what I've been going to ever since because I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big water drinker, but I know I need to drink more of it.
0: Yeah. You need a Hint Water promo code or an affiliate link. Uh,
1: I'm waiting for them to sponsor me. Marvel was very like dead set the first year. Like anybody who had a Hint bottle, she had to have it. Like she had to have, like we had three bottles in the car at all times for her when we were driving. Cause that's all she wanted to hold. So yeah, if Hint Water wants to come sponsor me, we'll take it in a, in a heartbeat.
0: You hear that? We'll have to do some research. Um, I got a protein coffee thing. I'm doing keto again. As of right now, I'm going to Mexico in November and I'm like, okay, I need to lose like 10 pounds. <laughs>
1: I know. I hate when people are like, you don't need to lose 10 pounds. I'm like, just let me do it. Just no, let- but It makes you feel better. That's the thing. At the end of the day, you have to feel confident in your skin. And I was kind of in the same way with you where I was like in this five pound, like limbo where I'm like, I know I'm okay, but if I lost it, I'd feel better. And so once you get over that hump, you're like, "Now I feel great about myself. I feel confident. I'm not like second guessing anything. So you do you girl. You get it. And yes. that's why we're talking today. Cause we're talking about
0: everything. Mompreneurship being a mother and an entrepreneur, that's what mompreneurship is. And I know you have an extensive background in childcare and entrepreneurship. So I think you're the perfect person to even have this discussion with because you've been there and you get it.
1: I do. I, it's just, I started with one business. Um, I was working with Cirque du Soleil and I got really, really sick with celiac disease. And uh, I was smack dab in the middle of nannying and realized I wasn't going to get my doctorate in physical therapy. So I started the Game of Nerds, which is my first baby, as I like to call it. It's a basic entertainment geek website that gives writers and fans the ability to talk about and write about the things they love. And if you've been a writer who's been told, no, you're not good enough. No, we don't want to publish that. I'm giving you the chance to publish it and work on your work and hone your craft. Um, And that's kind of what I did. I was a career nanny. And while the kids were asleep, I was building this like geek empire, as I like to say. And it was kind of my way of connecting with the kids too. And then we were told I wasn't supposed to get pregnant. Like that was not in my cards. So nannying was my outlet to get kids, you know, to have that child, (laughs) the childcare fix, as I like to say, without having to take them home. And when I got pregnant with Marvel, it was like, oh shit, Pivot. Like, I'm gonna have a baby, and there's like a 50 50 chance I'm gonna go back to work and take her with me. But there's also a chance that I'm gonna wanna be a stay at home mom as well. And my husband goes, You've got Game of Nerds. Don't worry about it. If you wanna be a stay at home mom, that's fine. Work on Game of Nerds and stay home with Marvel. Um, But I had my heart set up, I'm going back to work as a nanny. I love doing that. I had a family where the child was only six months younger than, or six months older than Marvel. So it was like the perfect situation that I was in. And COVID hit. I had Marvel in October, COVID hit in the Bay Area for us in March. We literally shut down, daycares, preschools, everything shut down for us. And within, uh, I was supposed to go back to work that Monday. By Wednesday, my email box was at 500 of parents asking me, what the hell do we do? Can we hire a nanny? Um, I was in daycare, now what do I do? Can I afford a nanny? there was nobody, as my husband says, directing traffic. And it took me like two weeks of answering these emails. And my husband goes, so you've got a second baby, don't you? And I said, I technically have a third baby now. <laughs> we've got Game of Nerds. We've got Marvel. And now I have this childcare coaching business that I was kind of doing. And we had started a blog uh, three years ago to talk about the Funko collection that's behind me because we're big nerds and collectors. And I said, all right, I'm going to take the website. I have coding experience from Game of Nerds, changed that entire blog into a coaching and started taking intake from there. And the rest is kind of history. I've been rolling for the last year that way, doing two businesses, working from home and trying to survive. My game is survival. that, <laughs> I will never tell a mom, oh yeah, everything's sunshine and rainbows. I'm survival mode 24-7. I run yeah. on chaos
0: that's what that's what motherpreneurship is it's like you literally have no time to yourself and that's why i think it's really important as a side note for moms who are entrepreneurs to really schedule in self-care because you can you're gonna burn that fuse way quicker than someone who's just doing one or the other and a side note did you know i lived like 20 minutes from funko headquarters
1: Yes, I did. That's why my husband like was like, "Well, we just need to move up to." We're always talking about where we want to move next, and that's always like, "Oh, we should move up to Funko headquarters." But I, he, we were, you were just talking about your uh, gray skies, and my husband goes, "I don't know if I can move to the gray skies. We're to California. Like no. we love our sunshine, so I don't know if I can do it, Lexi."
0: I would not recommend it, honestly. I just, I would not. Uh, no, I mean, it's, okay, in the summer,
1: move to Washington.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful in the summer, but. You have nine months of gray skies and rain and it's not like torrential downpour. It's like drizzle all day.
1: Oh my God. We went to ECC and we thankfully got it in that good period. But still, I, I was just, I was amazed with the city. Um, uh, mind you that I went to ECC while I was, I, we had literally found out I was pregnant with Marble the week before. So I was sicker than a dog. We drove 14 hours from San Jose to, to Washington up there with the two dogs. Cause my dog at the time was diabetic so we couldn't leave him at home. And oh man. Yeah, I relive that adventure and go, how did we survive? So you have five babies then? (laughs) Well, we lost our two dogs. We had two dogs uh, right before we had Marvel. And then we lost Crush two weeks before we had Marvel, which was kind of like a weird sign because Crush was our diabetic dog who took a lot of our energy. I mean, we were up at 5 a.m., 5 p.m. giving him shots and doing all this. So we joke that he knew in our head that we weren't going to be able to handle Marvel and him at the same time. So it was like, he knew he had to go like, as weird as that sounds, like he knew. Um, And then it was really weird. Marvel arrived and Coco lasted a year to the date that crushed it. And it was like Marvel or Coco knew like, all right, I helped you guys through the first year. You guys got this. Uh, We've been your babies for 13 years. you got this on your own. And so it was a bittersweet moment. Um, But now I, oh man, I want a puppy again but I really don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, can I
0: hire like a puppy nanny yeah. to do anything? Can I
1: rent a puppy? Is there a service where you can like rent a puppy for a couple hours and then return it? You know what? If
0: anybody's listening to this and looking for a business idea, there you go. Yeah. Rent the puppies. I love that. People who are like, I, you know, my kids want a dog, but I don't want to take care of it. Like, can I just have one for the day? That's a perfect business idea right there for you.
1: Yeah. The cute little ones that's all i want i want the cute fluffy little ones
0: yeah who are like kind of potty trained like they, yeah. they know when to go outside yeah all right now that's our new business all right we've got a new baby let's see we're working on it <laughs> all right we're going for it yes i think it's really funny that like until you have a kid you don't truly understand you don't truly get it you know and i don't want this to just be a about Kids, But I mean, that's how it is. You and I are both entrepreneurs and we have kids and this is such a huge connection point. But I, th- I think it's interesting because a lot of times after people have kids, they're like, I'm so sorry I didn't help you more because they don't understand. Like you just, you physically cannot register what it's like to have a baby and a child of your own until you have one.
1: Oh, well, imagine being on my man, I've 15 years in the childcare profession, everyone I up till the day I left on maternity leave, every single person patted me on the back and said, you've got this, you have 15 years experience, you're a newborn care. I mean, I have every single certification and training for childcare under my belt, but I I had the same experience every first time mother did. My daughter broke my tailbone on delivery. I was a complete wreck coming home. My milk didn't come in at all. We had to go straight to formula because my boobs did not come in like nothing. I tried for six weeks to the point my husband goes, I cannot watch you do this to yourself anymore. Um, I just And you've got, I had no support. I mean, COVID. I had COVID right then happening. So we had no grandparents coming in. We had no outside family support. Um, And I hit the four-month sleep regression like every parent does. And I'm literally crying in my tub thinking, oh, my God, I am the worst human being. I'm the worst mom. I can't get my kid to sleep. But I am a fraud as a professional that I am a sleep trainer and I can't even get my kid to go to goddamn sleep. (laughs) But now... Year later, now I'm looking back at this and I go, all right, I know exactly what happened. She hit the sleep, uh, four month sleep regression, two teeth were coming in. She had her shots that same week. And we had a bunch of chaos going on in our house. So it was just like, well, Shannon, if you had taken two steps back and looked at the situation, you would have go, haha ha, there it is. But in the moment as a mom, you're so sleep deprived, you're so hungry, you're so tired just everything, every emotion out of the basket, you don't have that extra brain power to think.
0: No, you don't. And it's it's hard, especially because our emotional brains are like the first brain the first part of the brain to show themselves and the rational part comes later. And that self-reflective part becomes comes later. But I just went through this four-month sleep progression, so this really strikes a chord with me because I was like, you were sleeping through the night, Eli, like you were Mm -hmm. fine, what's going on? And then I Googled it. And of course, Dr. Google told me it was what that is. And I'm like, Oh, this is so hard, you know, because you're just used to it. And, you know, you kind of get in a rhythm and a routine. And especially when you're juggling, like, okay, I'm going to wake up and work and I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up before the kids and get stuff done. And then you don't get any sleep. And then they wake up earlier than you have it in your mind that they're going to wake up. And then it's like, Oh, my gosh,
1: if anything, I've learned that it's a constant readjustment of everything. I am constantly pivoting. I'm having to constantly decide, okay, which hat am I going to wear? I always tell my husband, which hat am I going to wear? Am I going to be my mom? Am I going to wear my TGON CEO hat? Am I going to be my childcare boss today? Am I going to try and wear all three? Am I going to be a daughter and help my, my parents out because they need help too? You know, um, it's all right, what hat am I going to wear today? And I, I think the biggest myth that a lot of parents and a lot of moms hear is, "Oh, you got to balance everything out." Um, Lulie B, one of the most amazing women I ever met through the VMC uh, Collective, she said, "Balance is bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. just flat out, balance is bullshit. You are always going to be outweighing what is more important to you and what hat you're going to wear. So just run with it. Like, all right, what what's most important to you today? Is it important that I?" connect with my child? Is it important that I need to get this deadline and this, this article out? Are we launching something and I need to focus on this? And you know, looking within yourself and going, okay, this is what I need. I need you to take the kid away so I can work. I need extra help, or I am drowning. I don't know what to do. Please help.
0: Being able to put that those emotions in two words and feelings and saying, this is how I'm feeling. And then that's where people can really come in and help or just being able to tell people exactly where you need help. But sometimes it's really hard, especially when you have so many things going on in your mind. You're like, I don't even know what I need. I just need something something else. I need something. Well, awesome. A
1: lot, a lot of moms just don't feel like they can ask for help because they feel like, Oh, well, I'm supposed to be dealing with this. I I'm not working. I'm stay at home. Mom. I should be able to balance the housework, the, the kid and everything. Some kids are colicky. Some kids don't like to be put down. Some kids, my kid was a driver for the longest time. I mean, I spent probably three, four hours in the car driving her up and down the freeway. And I spent my days that way. You know, you kind of have to readjust and okay, what is what? What does my family? What do I need right now?
0: Yeah, it's it's important to ask for help, especially because there's a level, a lot, a lot of mom guilt that happens when you're an entrepreneur and a mom. I really, really started feeling it with two kids. You know, I, I felt it with my first Noah before, but then I started really feeling it with Eli because Noah would start like lashing out, right, and I would. I would take every little ounce of energy like, oh, okay. I got Eli all set up. He's fine. And then Noah would be playing with something and he was fine. And then he would come over to me and lash out. And I'm like, what? I thought we were fine. You know, Yeah. but really he just wants that attention from me. He wants that love from me. And I'm like, just hold on. I just have, you know, I'm almost done. And then it spirals on this end. So one of the best investments I've made in my business so far is hiring a nanny a couple days a week. Well, nanny, AKA my mom, she's grandma, but I pay her to do it multiple days a week because I'm like, I genuinely need the help. If I want to get where I'm going, I can't have constant distractions. And let me tell you best decision I've made so far yeah. in my business.
1: And I uh, see, you took it one step further because a lot of parents rely on, you know, their, you know, grandparents or family to help them, but they aren't paying them. And then that's when the situation starts turning sour because a lot of these parents are now needing full-time care. I mean, we've we've hit the pandemic and everything. We've got a lot of grandparents who are taking care of their grandkids full-time because the parents need to work to put food on the table and everything. But the fact that you're telling your mom, hey, mom, I'm willing to pay you, please, for the love of God, I need you here. Good on you. And not only that because my mom said the same thing yeah you can pay me but i'm gonna put it in an account and it's going back to marvel you know like that's how my mom would my mom works um girl i'm so proud of you that that is finding a nanny alone is a hard thing but when you find your mom and you can get the family and it's like oh I can relax. Cause I think the biggest thing that I tell parents is that the goal of childcare is you want to be able to go to work and be your best work person and not have to worry about your kids. As weird as that sounds like, that sounds so weird. Oh, I'm supposed to forget my kids. No, it's not that you're forgetting your kids. It's that you're not having to worry literally every second, what they're doing, how they are, or if they're safe, you know, that the person they're with hundred percent has got their back and has your back as well. I would say that you're tapping into yourself
0: because you're not just a mom who has to constantly worry about kids. Like when they're with somebody that's safe and you trust them there, you can literally go back to that Mm pre-mom person. I mean, as much as you can because you're a completely different person after you you have kids, but you can channel that like, okay, I'm an independent being. I don't have anybody depending on me right now and I'm going to just focus and do this, that, and the other
1: thing. Like, well, do you have these moments where I'm just like, Like, oh my God, I need to use this part of my brain. Like my create, like, I need to write an article. I need to get this Instagram content. Like it's sitting here and it's bugging me because I can feel the wasted potential just draining out of my ears. And I finally have to tell my husband. All right. Um, I, I have to either write this. I actually got, I think I got this advice for you, the voice memos on your phone. Yeah. like, Hey, if you're in a moment, just voice that. Yeah, dude, I have 90 million voice memos now because of you. Um, (laughs) and I probably should go through them now at this point to see, to see what goodness I've come up with. But that's how my brain works. Like I'll be in the middle of chasing Marvel and like, Ooh, Instagram post (laughs) or boom, Oh, that's my blog line for the, the title I was thinking. One of my top tips is
0: just get out your voice memo and just say it. You don't even have to type anything. You don't have to think. You're literally just
1: speaking what's in your brain. Have you done the post-it note wall yet? Uh, no, I think the voice memo thing's my jam. <laughs> uh, see, now the post-it note's the only way I can get my husband to do crap. So that's how I how I get him involved. Because if I start posting things on the wall, like this weekend is Marvel's birthday and I'm like, overwhelmed. Last week, uh, Marvel, we had hay fever, so we got nothing done. Mom hat was on all week. Um, and it's just one of those weeks where I'm just having to email clients. Hey, sorry, my kid is sick and 95% of my clients understand cause they're moms and they, they know how it is, but I have to get back in the swing of things. I need to get ahead. I need to do all of these things. And I need right now, Andy's taking Marvel out. Cause I need, I need to get stuff down and get ahead.
0: Yeah. It, it can be really hard to get ahead too. I mean, no. just it's, it is really hard. And, um, especially when you're sick. Oh my gosh. Cause yeah. you don't get, if you're
1: sick too, you don't get to be sick. Like your no. kid is sick and that's it. The word but- I used is I'm the, I'm like the postman rain, sleet, snow. I have to show up. Like there is like, it doesn't matter. I've still got to go. But then like this week he goes, okay, well, what can I do to help you out? So I literally grabbed all my post-it notes and I go, and I need you to go to Costco and pick up this. I need you to email all the R- non-RSVPs. I mean, and he's gotten most of it done today, and I'm like, well, that was a giant chunk off my list of shit I had to do. Thank
0: God. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Okay, so for the people
0: that are listening and don't know what you're talking about with the post-it note thing, can you okay. explain what that is?
1: Okay so you know in every first time you know parents relationship you hit that point with your first you know your first baby where you guys have to figure out okay how are you going to divide and tackle things this could be households chores this could be groceries this could be your to-do list of things you're going to do around the house and traditionally these all end up on mom right they always end up on mom mom's got to do and at some point the mom has this epiphany and as i told my husband why is it my problem? Why do I have to always plan all the groceries? Why do I always have to do that? You're perfectly capable of doing it yourself. And he goes, well, you don't tell me. Well, I don't want to have to tell you to do things. Like I got enough to worry about. So the one of the things that I started doing was I was writing post-it notes down of all the stuff I had to do. And I was starting to tack them on walls because I was forgetting what I needed to get done. And my husband goes, he would look at a note and go, oh, I could get that done. And then it literally was like an epiphany moment. Like, oh my God. So you're telling me if I write this shit on a post-it note, put it on your wall, you'll start picking and choosing what you want to do. All right, sign me up. So I just started getting colored post-it notes and it kind of gives him the ability to kind of, all right, I want to do this project. I want it's kind of like a toddler i know that sounds that sounds horrible my husband is not a toddler i love him to but it's giving him those choices of okay would i rather unload the dishwasher or do the groceries would i rather sort through all of marvel's clothes for the next size up or clean out the patio you know like which one is your your vice you want to do for today but your help at the end of the day you're helping me and you're helping our family take stuff off my plate so i'm less stressed
0: yeah. I think that's also a good tip for just kids in general too, right? That could yeah. be applicable to them. Like do you, you could with-
1: do it with pictures. You do it with pictures. That's, that's how I would do it with my nanny kids. They would have certain pictures that they had to clean up, you know, like, Oh, you're supposed to, uh, especially like, uh, getting ready for school. The things you have to do in order to be ready for school. Okay. First, you have to make your bed. You have to brush your teeth. You have to get ready. We have to eat breakfast, grab your backpack and your jacket. Well, once you have all those things lined up, good to go. Um, it's, once again, it's just giving them options, I think, and letting them kind of have the steering wheel. Like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not being nagged at to do it. I got to choose what I do. So in the end, everybody's winning
0: yeah it's that power of choice that everybody wants and craves and loves or like no i want to choose because i am an independent strong kid mom brother daughter yeah. sister whatever um so question for you this was just stemmed from just our conversation what piece of advice would you give somebody who wants to open a side hustle, or is just a working mom in general, or somebody who's like, you know what, I want to start my own business, but I have kids, or maybe they're afraid to start a business because of that reason. In that overarching umbrella, what is a piece of advice that you would give any mom who's kind of struggling with that?
1: Start now. Literally, just start now. Write out a to do list of the things you want to do, goals. I don't care what it is. It could be like, I want to to go walking every day for 30 minutes. Uh, write it down. And then once you have all of this stuff written down, you can start breaking down into goals and tasks and everything like that. And you can kind of see a game plan, right? But ultimately, you have to realize you have to start. You have to start somewhere. You have to make the decision, okay, I want to do this. Okay. And then, like TGON. TGON will be eight years this week. Um, it absolutely mind boggles me. If you had told me eight years ago in my hospital bed that I was going to create a nerd empire that gets over 2 million views a month, and I've given over 200 writers the ability to speak, and they're at Forbes and Times and all these places, I would tell you, uh, <laughs> where are you drinking? Um, because I want some, uh, because I I honestly thought I was just creating a little venue, um, and little by little, I got far. It was working every single night, little, little things hitting this convention. But if I didn't start and I didn't keep doing it and didn't keep working at it, it wouldn't be what it is. So I think a lot of moms get stuck in this zone of like, Oh my gosh, I have to hit a million views or I have to have so many followers and I'm not successful because they're going off these metrics. These metrics don't mean shit. It's the people who matter most to you. As I tell everybody at TGON, we're not entertainment weekly. We're not going to get, you know, 17 million views, but that's 2 million people who are coming to our site, who are looking for content. That's nowhere else because they, they speak to us. There are people and you've just got to find your people and work at it. And not everyone's going to be your client. And you have to accept that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Find the people who want tea.
0: Yeah. Not coffee or yeah. cocktails. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they do, it at different times, but I think it's really important to note too, you get to pick who you work with. Mm-hmm. Like my ideal client is somebody just like me. And I think that's a lot of people. They want that past version of themselves that they can help get to where you are at this current moment. But I pretty much work with, I work with a lot of moms and that's because they get it. They understand like, Hey, my kid was up all night last night. Like, can we push this meeting back or move it to, Oh yeah, totally. I understand. You know, the first time we had this podcast scheduled, I don't remember what it was, but one of us was like, yeah,
1: I had the convention. I, all my convention schedule went to hell and Marvel was having my, and to be honest, the car broke down that day. Marvel got stuck screaming. So it would have been a hell day to begin with. But like we talked about when we got on this podcast, it's nice to talk to moms who understand because the first year that i kind of went into business with the child care it was i was very focused on the nannies like oh i'm going to connect with the nannies because that's what is. and i got the feedback i got was you're not trying hard enough you need to do reels you're not on instagram live enough you're not showing yourself on stories and it wasn't until i was talking to another mom who's in the industry and she goes honey you're sitting at the wrong table
0: mm. you're,
1: you're trying to play with the children And you need to play with the adults because the reality was, is yeah, the nannies are my clientele for the most part, because I do work with them. I do coach with them, but not all nannies are moms. So they don't have that understanding of both sides, right? Mm -hmm. They want to find a a coach who is a nanny too, and doesn't have that mommy side or whatever. So, all right, this year I decided, all right, I'm going to go play with the adults. I'm going to play with the parents. And I've seen so much more growth because it's the parents who understand they're the ones who are looking for, Hey, you've been a nanny and a mom. So you see both sides. Why is my job listing getting crickets? Why is my nanny acting this way? How can I make this better? So I think it's, you kind of have to frame yourself. All right, well, who really do I want sitting at my table?
0: Honestly, I think when people start businesses, cause this is me, I say people and it's me. When I first started my business, I was like, I will take any money I can get, you know, like I'll take any client. I just want clients. And there's that sense of like desperation, but you just, you're like, I want the practice. I want the clients. I want to be able to, you know, say I'm successful and then I've sold something. And I mean, it's great. I mean, you're going to have to go through some tadpoles to get to the big old frogs and whatnot, but it's interesting because now in retrospect, I'm like some of the people that I worked with, I'm like, I would never work with them now. Not that they're not good people, but they're just not my ideal client. They're not people who really understand what is important to me and what I value. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because we end up working with people that align with us on a lot of things, not saying you can't talk to people who have different opinions or beliefs, but you want to have that sense of community and that, in that connection point. And especially in my business, that's why I tell people like be yourself, like be authentic and see these sound like buzzwords, like use your story and the power of your past to connect with people, like put a human aspect, even in your corporate brand, because that's how people connect. I think there's a huge community of mompreneurs, mothers who are in business or have their own business. And it's really important that everybody bands together because it's like this, it's really freaking hard because okay. Being a mom in general is a full-time job. Like it's, it never shuts off. And then when you add a business you're trying to build and maybe another kid, it's like, girlfriend, take some self-care time or on your Instagram stories, show your kid or, you know, in your posts, like talk about what kind of night you had with your four-month-old and the sleep aggression. Like it's, you know, put that human aspect into your business and it'll help the juggle so much more because there's not, balance, you know, it's like, it's prioritizing. It's okay. My kid has an appointment at nine o'clock today. I got to go do that. And then I have this really pressing article. And then I, it's a crap shoot some days and other days it's like, everything's
1: great. You know? Yep. No. Well, I think that's the beauty of kind of Instagram is, you know, we are so used to seeing everything just being so Instagram perfect. And I think that's why I love your Instagram. I, I think I, we even talked about this in clubhouse. You will never see me on a reel or live because my house always looks like a zoo because my child is a tiny Tasmanian devil and I can never escape her except for clubhouse. Why? Because I'm hiding in the closet, the house could be burning down, nobody knows. (laughs) And that was the truth of the situation. But I'm learning that, yeah, I have to put myself out there. I have to show my face if I want the clientele to be there. But at the same time, the clients who understand when I post, Hey, look, are, you know, you cannot judge me by my Instagram content. I actually put that out on Instagram. You cannot judge me by my Instagram content because the reality is I'm a firm believer in quality, not quantity. Mm -hmm. I rather put out quality posts. I'd rather have quality clients than quantity that doesn't matter to me.
0: Yeah. It's like the four quarters and a hundred pennies. Like which one you want? You want a hundred pennies of people that you don't like working with and that drive you insane and are like your third or fourth or fifth kid, or would you rather work with four really, really high quality clients who are, they pay you well, they know your worth, you guys connect on deeper levels. Like you become friends outside of the business world that's the kind of clients you want to have, especially when you have kids and you're running a business.
1: Well, and also I'm sure you find this, you know, as you kind of go through your services and you start like hitting the clients and everything, it's like, oh, I don't like doing that anymore. I don't like that service. Like I, at, like before Marvel, I was like, oh yeah, I love sleep training. Now after Marvel, I'm like, yeah, no, don't even, I don't even want to start talking about that because I, now as a mom, I realize, oh, that is a huge ocean. As a nanny, I only saw it as a river. There is only one way to get over this river. It is that you do it this way, the way that has been taught for years and years and years by every, you know, every method that's been put out. And then once again, four months sleep aggression, crying in the tub. And I'm talking to another, you know, nanny and sleep trainer. And she goes, just surrender to the moment, Shannon. Just surrender. She smells the fear on you. Just she knows you've got 90 million things to do. She knows. She knows. So surrender. And the minute I surrendered to it, everything changed. And I, crap you not, that was probably one of the last few times she like slept. You know, the cuddles, I I say this a lot, you know, the cuddles where they sleep on you. I was so desperate to get Marvel to get off me because I was so just hellbent of I have to get work done that I finally cried to Andy one night. Like I was just like, I just need her to sleep in the crib during nap so I can get work done because I wasn't getting anything done. That was the last night she ever slept on me. And I like cried because I was like, I just want those cuddles because you don't realize you miss them until it's gone. We're so, you know, oh, I want this phase to be over. I'm ready for this phase. Kids is just this another phase. It's, it's just a different kind of hard. So I think we have to embrace these moments. And I think the biggest thing that I tell parents from a nanny perspective is they're only this little ones. They're going to be a day older tomorrow. They're going to be a day older the next day. They will never, ever be this small again. And I don't say that to frighten people who are, you know, corporate workers who are working 40 hours or anything like that. It's just keep that in the back of your head and remember that they're only going to be this little ones and to connect with them. And, um, I know that sounds stupid, the saying, Oh, you only have 18 summers with them or whatever that is. It's true. Um, as a nanny, I watched my kids gradually go away from me because they're like, oh, well, we don't need you. And it's true. And now the parents are like, well, I wish we had taken that summer off, or I wish I had done less hours. So once again, balance is bullshit, but you have to know at the end of the day, what feels good for you. If you can go to sleep at night and this is a good decision for you and your family, fuck what everybody else says. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. All cheers to you right now to that. Ah. Uh, I have learned that there are too many families on this planet. Nobody is the same. Everybody is being dealt a different deck of cards. We're not all playing the same game. (laughs) Sometimes we realize we're playing go fish in the middle of a poker game. But ultimately, we're all given a different deck of cards that's in our hand and we have to play what's in our hand. It's not good. what your cards are different from my cards. Um, and we have to accept that. And to shame a mom or to to give mom's crap is is just I don't get it. Um, and I think I think what kills me the most is going on these Facebook groups and and, and seeing a mom who literally has decided, OK, I, I'm going to ask on Facebook, this question that I know is probably going to start waves. And they're generally asking this question because they need help and they don't know where to turn to. And it's 50 comments of mothers ripping them apart. How stupid are you? Well, I would do it this way. I would do it that way. In those situations, I just tell the parents, all right, feed through all the good comments that actually give value and what settles good with you. Try those options. Hmm. Um, but If you have the balls to to go on Facebook and comment, kudos to you Um, because it's it's a nasty world and I think that's what angers me is why aren't we being nicer to each other? Motherhood sucks right now. A lot of us are working from home, are trying to juggle jobs, childcare is in the tank. Um, It's just we're all struggling and the least we can do is when we see a post online, if you can... Be helpful, be helpful. If you can't, keep freaking scrolling.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's such a concept in itself, right? Like, you see something that triggers you or annoys you, or you read it and you're like, oh, that person is so stupid. Why do you have to comment on it? Like, why? What, what, what's the point in trying to shame somebody and make yourself
1: feel bad? I just genuinely don't understand that. Like, why? My new phrase is, I just don't have time for this. I just don't have time for the circus. Like it, you know what? That's fine. You can post that and you can say these things. That's fine. Go about doing it your way. Not what I believe. I'm moving on. Next subject. Um, because frankly, I've learned that time is very valuable. You're not going to get it back. You can't pay for time. Um, you know, it's once it's gone, it's gone. So if I'm going to waste precious moments commenting to some person that, oh my God, you're so stupid for posting this, this is not the right thing. Oh, let me send you the the actual research or what whatever the subject may be that is wasted time just flat out that is wasted time you could be working on instagram content you could be building a business you could be sitting with your kids you could be planning dinner there are 90 million things you could do besides being a troll that's mic drop that's good i mean that's applicable to every aspect of life <laughs> especially right now
0: like there's there's genuinely no reason that people need to have Facebook fights. I'm just gonna say that in general.
1: <laughs> no, there. well, it, there's one thing if we're gonna share information. I mean, I can say this, uh, good example, co-sleeping, right? So everyone says, oh yeah, co-sleeping, bad, bad, bad. But what happens when you're put into that situation where that's the only thing that works with your family? I'd rather go to a legit source who knows, who has the good information that's gonna help me do this safely so that when I get stuck in this situation, I can do it safely. Then sit here and berate somebody and tell them, no, you're, you're, you're horrible for doing that. And then being sleep deprived and miserable because literally that's the only option that works for their kid. It says the mom who literally took a nap with her two-year-old today because she refused to unhinge herself from me. It is what it is. That was today's choice. I'm going to be okay with it.
0: Yeah, right. And that's your choice to make. It's, it's funny that people you know, have to insert themselves in others', others lives. About things that have literally nothing to do with them, like at
1: all. No, no. I always tell new moms coming in, you know, you know, everyone's going to give you advice, right? The stuff that resonates and sits with you and you're like, yeah, I really, that's, that's the kind of stuff you quit. If people are giving you advice and it's not, it doesn't work, it doesn't sit well with you. Just throw it out the nod your head and smile. The Tony Stark mentality, nod your head and smile. um, Because honestly, they're not the one dealing with your kid. There, you're the one who has to be up all night with your kid. You're the one who has to listen to them scream because I heard all the time just let them scream it out. That was my trigger for postpartum depression and anxiety. I could listen to all my nanny kids scream till they were blue in the face. My kid, mm, biological in me, it like it ripped me to shreds. We should wrap this podcast up with our best pieces of advice for motherhood, entrepreneurship, like whatever. At the end of the day, you have to be able to go to sleep. You know what I'm trying to say? Go to sleep with a happy heart and a happy conscience, right? So, all your decisions are for you and your family and what makes you happy, and so that you can go to sleep at night. Like I said, if anybody else has to say something, let them go kick rocks because you have to do what's best for your family. And I know a lot of moms are like, Well, I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do, that. do what work you do. You that's my big statement this year. You do you. I'm wondering
0: what. When they say I'm supposed to, like, what rule book are you reading? Because I didn't know mine came
1: with an operating manual. (laughs) Well, it's a lot of just comparison. You know, they see a lot of these women on Instagram and everything. Oh, well, she's got the same the cards aren't the same and 95% you're not seeing what's going behind. They have a nanny. They, you know, they have a marketing business who is doing all these posts and these photo shoots. There's a makeup per she did not roll out of bed looking like that kind of (laughs) you know, kind of thing. Her, her kids aren't always that like perfectly made up and you know, her house isn't always that clean. I think there, at some point we, as moms and as women, we have to put our hands up and go, this is not real. Then you have to, Post the crap on social
0: media that's real. Like, here's my messy ass closet that I'm sitting in recording this podcast. Yeah, here is my living room floor that has a train set, three pillows on the floor, uh, a little bouncer, and probably a shit
1: ton of crumbs. Yeah, no, that's- and that, but that's the truth, and it's not being shown on Instagram enough. And because of the algorithm, we're not seeing it high up on this stuff. We're only seeing this. Perfect aesthetic, like you know, perfect yeah, it just it drives me nuts. I can't I can't handle it. I like I dude, my house is a tornado. I I I can't I cannot fathom putting that much energy into making me look that good and my you know what I'm trying to say? Like Mm -hmm. those people must be freaking exhausted and they're spending a lot of money to do that. Like I just yeah, no, I'm good.
0: Yeah, I uh I agree because I mean you see me right now, right? I just braided my hair and I'm like, I'm going to get on this podcast, no makeup. I mean, I don't wear makeup a ton. Yep. I feel like I even feel that pressure sometimes. Like, if I'm going to show up and show my face and da da da, like, I need to go put makeup on and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure there's some people who look at my shit and they're like, she looks like she's fucking lazy or falls yep. out of bed. And I'm like, I just
1: genuinely don't care. Like, I really do not care. That was me. When I first started meeting you, when I first started doing Clubhouse with you, that was that big push to be in the nanny sphere of, oh, you need to be on Instagram stories. You need to be doing all this stuff. Well, the truth is, is I look like a mom troll. I will rock hashtag mom troll till the day I die. Okay. Um, and I like it because it's comfy. It's nice mom bun. I wear my PJs. I'm very happy. I'm very productive. Okay. Um, but at the same time, i just yeah i'm not gonna get pretty and dolled up and and spend all this time because once i hit the realm of i'm gonna work in the parents and i started putting my energy in the business instead of sending here and going oh does this video look good do i look cute like did i say the right thing now it's i just forgot to videotape myself all day because we've been so damn busy that i get to 11 o'clock and i'm like oh i haven't posted any stories Shit.
0: I am proof that you can build your business looking like a troll.
1: <laughs> right? You do Hashtag not mom Troll.
0: <laughs> you do not have to have the perfect makeup and the most cute outfit and the best car and whatever. Like you can literally build an empire from your bed. Like you, you can wake up, open your eyes, open your laptop and build that empire right there. Now you don't even have to get out of bed for the day and you can do it. I mean, obviously, if you have kids, you have to get out of bed. And that's what this podcast is more about. But the point is, you can build your business any way you want. You can be a parent any way you want. You can literally do anything you want without outside of what society tells you in the comparison trap of Instagram. And that's why it's important for us to put those human aspects. That's real life. Nobody is perfect all the time. Nobody wakes up looking like that. Just- no,
1: it, it's the truth. And while well, we were just talking about this before we started recording, how much people real, don't realize how much goes into podcasting, making the reels, making the videos, making all this Instagram content. It's like, oh, well, it just shows up and pop. No, like weeks and weeks of planning went into this. There is now hours and hours of editing behind this. So it's it takes a lot of time and energy and what we have both learned this year is if we don't like doing it and it's taking up our time, we'll find we'll find a person to do it to so mm-hmm. that it makes our lives easier. Like I know you hired a VA um, this year um, and you got a nanny. So you've already outsourced two things. I got myself an editor and an Instagram contenter for TGON and those are two big projects. I'm like, okay, I don't have to deal with those anymore. Like those yeah. are huge time sucks.
0: And then you can start... Channeling that energy that you were like exerting into the things that you did not like doing into your business or into your parenting or into whatever, you know, like once you outsource those things that are weighing you down and draining you, then you have it open it
1: like cracks open like an eggshell. That was how I was feeling. It was no, I that's how I was with the editor because I literally was getting panic attacks over editing my podcast because for me, it's I didn't have three hours of chunk to, you know, how it is editing. You have to literally sit here and do it. I didn't have that. And to try and plan out time to where I could do it, forget it. I was having panic attacks. And finally I put a thing up on Upwork and I'm like, Hey, will anybody do this? And it's a dad who's actually doing ours. He's like, yeah, I'm a stay at home dad. I have nothing to do. I would, I love nerd stuff. I'd love it. Dude, I'd rather, I'd pay you to do it. Like, cool. Great. It only takes, it takes me five
0: hours. It only takes you two. I win. Yes. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, that's why we pay people because some people, we cannot think that we have strong suits in every area. Even to be honest, some people's strong suits are not parenting. Like I'm going to be 100% blunt. My strong suit is not parenting for the most part. Like there are some things that I really take pride in with parenting my kids, but there's other things where I'm like, this is really hard for me to, you know, exert this to try to teach you how to do that, you know, but it's obvious, I obviously do it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I would rather be doing other things. But at the same time, again, they are this little for so short of time. Like my boy just turned two and I'm just waiting for him to become a baby again, but it's not going to oh, yeah. happen.
1: Ah, no, you know, I still like, look at Marvel. I don't know how I'm like, you're two now. how that, how, how, um, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, so I have to
0: put that selfish like I'm not good at this, I don't want to do it and then just, you know, figure out a way to make it fun and creative and fit into my life and that's my my piece of advice is somebody told me when we first had Noah, they're like, "Well, they either fit into your life or you fit into theirs." I'm not a strict schedule person like I don't do the same thing every single day. So at 5 days old, we took Noah down to We took him camping, like not, we weren't, we didn't stay camping, but our friends were camping. We took them to visit there. We took him, we drove across the state with him. Like he naps in the car. I can go wherever and he'll nap in the car. You know, he just, I feel like he's so much more adaptable now because he's never known like a strict schedule or been off a strict schedule. He's always been like, okay, we're just, we're going and we're figuring out along the way. And so that's the way that I make that work for me because I'm like, I, I have a really hard time with, you know, what I just said. So this is how it's going to work for me. We're just going to be flexible as fuck.
1: (laughs) Is Eli the same way? Is he like, is he pretty flexible or is he more, more rigid?
0: He honestly, it was really weird because I thought that Noah was a really easy baby Mm -hmm. until Eli came around. And I was like, okay, Eli's like, he's actually a really easy baby. And in retrospect, I'm like, Oh my God, Noah was super colicky, constipated all the time. Like we had to give him gripe water more times than I could count. And Eli, I mean the worst, I mean, he had to have surgery at six weeks old because of his pyloric stenosis, but he's just like a happy chill. He's, he's very chill. That's my best word for him. But Noah is too. Noah's really sweet and nice even though he's in his, I'm going to say typical twos. I don't want to label him as terrible because he's not- We call him
1: terrific twos. Oh.
0: You know, you, there's like an insinuation. Oh yeah, they're terrific. Yes. You're like, I'm being sarcastic, but I don't want you to think I'm calling you terrible. Like you're- t- Yes. T-. You're terrific. <laughs> and this is great. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just super important. That's my tip is to just be adaptable to them- and have them be adaptable to you because like we're all humans you know i saw this quote actually that said what we didn't realize when we were growing up is that we were watching our parents grow up too." 25 right now and i have two kids they're literally watching me grow up
1: yeah, well, I I don't think we ever stop growing up. I think we have this notion like we've been, oh you, once you turn eighteen you're an adult you know everything. We both know at eighteen we don't know sh- we don't know shit. Like let's be honest, eighteen year olds don't know. Even at twenty one, you still don't know everything. You're still oh, making yeah. stupid stupid decisions. Okay, it, it's not till we. I was now we're twenty five. You're at that. I remember that cusp of okay. I now I'm an adult. I think I've got it figured out. I know where I want to go. I know the direction I want to be. And then from that point on was the point of, okay, what is life going to throw at me? And how am I going to react to what's being thrown at me? Mm, You know, you know, there was a long period of, okay, we're not going to get pregnant. We're not, you know, this was, I was sick. I constantly, we couldn't figure out why I was sick and I was 65 pounds. Um, And then we found out I was allergic to to wheat basically i've had celiac disease and sma life is really weird but i feel like the best thing that we can do is just kind of go with the flow because like i said what's being thrown at you is different than what's being thrown at me and the best thing that we can do is be kind to each other because nobody really knows what's going on um nobody no nobody knows what you're going through i mean i can say today i'm freaking exhausted i would pay m- i would rip off my arm and sell my left ovary if i could have a nanny come in and watch my kid why because out here in the bay area it's so hard to find a nanny i only need an nanny for 10 out maybe 5 10 hours a week but to find somebody for that short amount forget it no even mm-hmm. if i'm willing to pay the top dollar they won't come um because it's just no no we want full-time we want part i want full-time guaranteed hours so it, it's It's always trying to pivot and figure out, okay, how am I going to fix this problem? Because I don't, I think my dad said it. You have two choices. You can either sit here and cry about it, or you can do something about it. So that's always kind of been my mentality. If I can fix it, I'm going to fix it because I don't want to be miserable.
0: You really do have to take what's thrown at you because unfortunately we can't control things in our lives. Like there's, we can only control ourselves. That's it. Yeah. And everything else just happens. Yeah. And you have to take what's thrown at you. And then figure it out from there. You know, and there's unfortunately there's a lot of people who take the things that are thrown at them and they sit on them and they it becomes part of their identity, which is so sad because it's like you are you have so much going for you, and especially if they have kids and their kids are watching them do that, and there's just like it's such a cycle.
1: But it's part of your story. I always say every every part, every obstacle that you come is part of your story. I mean, I I probably wouldn't be as tenacious and and go getting if i hadn't been in the hospital for 30 you know like every little experience makes us a little bit better it's like you say what what you do with these experiences am i am i going to play the victim mentality or am i going to use this to better myself and go in a direction
0: yeah what's your choice feel those emotions that uncomfortableness sitting it for a day or two maybe a week if it's really bad then you have to make a choice how am i going to move forward now that this situation has happened yeah. what then, is but, my life going to look now
1: and that goes back to what my advice was okay well if this decision is going to affect my family what's going to let me sleep at night comfortably what am i going to go to sleep and not like eat myself alive oh, i should have done this I, because literally every mother we all know goes to bed going i should have done better what if i had done this so and so is right we all have those comments and usually 95% i try to shut them out but they do creep in Um, but we just, you know, you have to make a decision that sits well with you, like sits well within your heart and you can go to sleep happy and wake up the next morning going, all right, I'm ready for life. Let's go. And this is a reminder to all mother entrepreneurs, mothers, non-entrepreneurs, working moms, stay at home
0: moms, anybody with a freaking child, you can do anything you set your mind to your kids are going to love you and support you no matter what it is. And you just have to make choice. And you know what? It's going to happen for you if you just believe it will.
1: Well, your kids are watching you, so make sure you're showing them a good example. Make good choices. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can people find you? Well, you guys can find us. Uh, you can check out the geek website. It's thegameofnerds.com. Um, basically, anything fandom geek related, you can find it there. We're on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, basically all of it, uh, The Game of Nerds. And then all my childcare, my family, my cute daughter Marvel, we are on The VI Parolas. Um, that's the t h e v i p a r o l a z dot com. I'm sure Lexi will have it all up in the notes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but we can do, I do uh three, 30 minute free consult for nannies or parents. If you have any childcare parenting questions, feel free to book some time with me and chat. There is no stupid questions. That's my firm believer to tell everybody. There's no such thing as a stupid question. We're all here to learn and you're going to learn something new, or I'm going to take some stress off your plate so that you can figure out where you need to go. Oh, I might book one of those myself. (laughs) Girl, you always have my number. You can call me anytime.
0: Thank you so much for coming and hanging out in the lounge today. Don't forget to connect with us on social, subscribe, and leave some love in the reviews. Make sure to come back next week where we talk about how to find yourself after trauma. P.S. Did you know that being an old soul is a trauma response? We'll see you then, my friends. Until next time.